0: Welcome to Voices of Baltimore. My name is Zion Chambers, and I am a strength ambassador here at Mission Fit. We're creating a platform for discussion for the youth, by the youth, to tell our stories. We are people from Baltimore. We understand Baltimore. Everyone hears the ugly, but here we're gonna dive into the truth, raw and uncut. To talk about it all, Baltimore in its entirety and strengthen, uplift, and unite the voices of our community. We hope you join the discussion. Thank you. Hello.
1: Oh, <laughs> Go ahead.
0: Right, cool. um, hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host Zion Chambers, and thank you for tuning into another episode of Voices of Baltimore. Here I have with me today,
1: Wes Jamison, um, one of the staff here at Mission Fit, and uh, as Zion mentioned, will be your host today. And today we're going to just have a discussion with Zion um, about his experience as a student athlete. But uh, before we hop all the way in, Zion, why don't you just, can you introduce kind of a little bit, just a little bit about yourself and where you are in life right now?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Like he he mentioned before, uh, I'm a student athlete at Gettysburg College currently. Um, I am originally from Baltimore, Maryland, uh, South Baltimore to be specific. Um, I graduated from Green Street Academy. Um, I am a, somewhat of a mentor. Um, a trainer um, at times and also you know just an overall activist for my community. Um, looking to pursue my career in mentoring and uh, maintaining healthy and um, respectable lifestyles for people who are in, in impoverished communities. So
1: awesome. And so um, we'll just be talking about your student your experience as a student athlete, your exter- experience as a black student athlete at a predominantly white, institution and so where I wanted to start maybe just to be kind of uh, chronological about it is what was the process of applying to colleges and attempting to get scholarships like as a student in Baltimore?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So uh, a lot of people know this already but I I would like to reiterate this of course. Green Street Academy was the school that I went to for my senior year of high school. Before that, I attended Crystal Ray Jesuit High School for three years. Um, and, you know, leaving from Crystal Ray, which was a Catholic um, private school, um, and going into the charter school system, the public charter school system to be specific, uh, was definitely a, a, a change, a change of scenery, and a change in administration, of course. Um, the expectations were a lot lower um, in the public school system. Um, I felt like a lot of the resources that I had at the private school uh, were not there anymore um, with the public school um, but that just comes with you know um, the lack of resources that we have in the city as far as education goes. Um, going into Green Street um, I had my, my mind set on going to the best college that I can go to you know proving a lot of people wrong and showing people that getting into colleges was not you know fully um, upon you going to the, the best school in the world, but more of what you can do and, you know, the work that you put in, it, it could definitely, you know, um, pan out the, the right way uh, based on what you do. Um, so when I first started, you know, looking at colleges or whatnot, I started to, you know, I started small, of course. Um, my first acceptance was at UMES, uh, University of Maryland, Eastern Shore. Um, and then I just went on from there. I just went on rolling. Um, I applied to if I'm not mistaken, 33, 34 schools um, to be specific. Um, I got into, if I'm not mistaken, 31 of those schools. Um, some of those being uh, Gettysburg, of course, which I attend currently, um, Penn State, Rutgers, um, James Madison University, You know, and, and the list goes on. Um, but when it comes to the application process, I can definitely say because of the lack of resources, going to a a low income, you know, predominantly low income school that didn't have a lot of money for, you know, college counselors and college trips and things of that nature. I definitely felt like um, it it made it a little harder. Um, But, you know, like I said, going into Green Street, I wanted to get into the best school I possibly could. And when you look at schools that do have a pretty um, big reputation, a uh, pretty prestigious reputation, like Gettysburg, like your Penn States, and things of that nature. Um, there's definitely a a sense of um, discrimination based on what school you go to, and um, based on the, the just the just the outright color of my skin. Um, you know, just coming from a like I said, a public school system, coming from Baltimore. Um, coming from a low-income neighborhood, things of that nature, you know, um, you definitely get looked at a little differently during the application process, and I felt that, you know, uh, immensely uh, with Gettysburg, but, you know, I, I prevailed, obviously, so <laughs> it worked out.
1: Got you, and I want to I want to come back to that. I want to, for any future student-athletes that might be listening in, you know, what was it like, like... Did you have to fill out 34 applications when you were applying for, were you applying for student scholarships? Were you applying for athletic scholarships? Did you have to send tape? Did you have to meet with the coaches? Mm-hmm. Um, like what was all, you know kind of all of that? Cause I imagine with a, 34 applications, they probably weren't all the same, but that must've been a lot of work.
0: Absolutely. So yeah, um, as, as high school students probably know, um, there's a application in which you could put multiple schools on. So if I'm not mistaken, I think you can apply to up to 20 schools, if I'm not mistaken, on on the same application. So I did that for most of my schools. Um, A lot of the other schools, I just decided, you know what, I'm just going to throw a ball and hopefully someone catches it, right? So, you know, I I took the shot on a lot of schools, Um, specifically Gettysburg, for example. Um, Gettysburg was one of those schools where I had to fill out a total individual uh, application, um, do interviews and write papers, all type of stuff, you know, to get into the school. Um it was worth it, you know. Um as far as scholarships goes, um I had a lot of schools looking at me for football, um which I played at at Green Street. And uh thankfully I had some some really really good uh coaches that put me, you know, in contact with a lot of coaches um around the the Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York area. Um so I got a lot of uh, football scholarships from that. Um as far as academics, you know, um I strive. I strive for you know greatness when it comes to academics, right? So, at Green Street, I ended with a four point six GPA. Um, I continued that with you know a 4.0 average throughout the whole the whole you know school year, um, being you know one of the, the the top, not only one of the top students, but one of I mean, but the top student athlete as far as grades. So. Um, Doing, you know. That being said, it definitely helped me with getting into a lot of schools that I want to get into. Um, but just because you have good grades and just because you have good academic, I mean, uh, ac- athletic capabilities, that doesn't necessarily mean that a school will give you a chance. And I, I kind of found, I kind of found out the hard way with that. Um, but you
1: know. Gotcha, and then so you start getting acceptance letters and. Some of them carry along with them, scholarship, financial right. aid. So how did you go about evaluating and sifting through all the yeses that you got? So I imagine you applied 34 schools, you got yeah. into a handful. So how did you then make that decision?
0: Yeah, so when it came to money, um, I wanted to look at longevity. Um, that was my most important thing. So. For example, some of the schools, some of the schools that I got accepted to, I got football scholarships. Some of which was a lot of money for football scholarships. But the thing is, football scholarships are high risk. Um, so for all my athletes out there, please take this, you know, take this into account. Um, if you get hurt, if someone takes your spot, or if that football program, you know, uh, crumbles, then that scholarship that you have is on the line. It, it could well, you know, it, it could definitely be taken. Um you could lose a lot of money it's just a high risk situation to go to um, so when it came to scholarship things of that in nature I wanted to focus on academic scholarships they are a lot more sustainable they are a lot more respected they are easier to you know to keep um, and all you really got to do is just you know work hard in the classroom and you maintain a good GPA you got the scholarship right? so you know that's that's how I looked at scholarships. Now, when it comes to the amount of money, that's obviously one of the most important factors when it comes to picking a college. Um, some of the schools that I really wanted to go to didn't give me a lot of money, honestly. Some of the schools that I didn't really want to, I, I didn't really care for, gave me a lot of money. Um, but the special thing about that is um, there are resources out here. Um, MD caps, for one, for one example that you can sign up for being a student in the state of Maryland, that you can get money to a lot of these schools that are in the state of Maryland. So for example, with UMES, I could have went there for basically nothing because of the fact that I had um, a, a college counselor who helped me find resources, you know, links to, you know, different websites and things of that nature and programs that could help me get money. Um, but then, you know, even in, in, even in addition to that, just having good grades, having um, academic scholarships because of my grades, Um, Because of the fact that I played multiple sports, that helped me out a lot. Um, But when it comes to longevity, you know, I I looked at how long and how easy can I keep this scholarship? And that's what I looked at with Gettysburg. Gettysburg, I took the academic route. I said, you know what? I know that um, my legs may break, but my mind won't, right? So, you know, instead of risking, you know, that whole man, you know, I, I go play football, and then something happens with my academic career, I mean, my athletic career, and I'm done. So, you know what? I can just, you know, ball out in the classroom and be good. So, that's how I look at
1: it. Gotcha. I think that's important for people to recognize and to understand about the process of applying for scholarships, especially to know that just because you are a student-athlete and you have a scholarship does not mean you have an athletic scholarship. Exactly. Like you said, exactly. like, you break a leg, you still got your scholarship. Mm-hmm. So you made a great, I think you made a great decision. So ultimately, why did you choose Gettysburg?
0: That's a good question. Uh, a lot of people ask me that question because um, before Gettysburg I was fully committed to going to Penn State University. Um, but I actually decided to go the route where as though is I can make a name for myself on my campus. I felt that I felt like as a black man that is very important um to have connections with the people that you're going to school with, to network. And with a school like Gettysburg is is the the perfect size where as though is I know all my teachers, I can have one-on-one conversations with them. I know all my classmates, I know everybody on campus where I can have one-on-one relationships with them. And also Gettysburg is a very prestigious school. It is, it's very uh well renowned and it's very respected by a lot of uh employers around the around the country, even outside the country. And um just you know, like I said, um going into Green Street, I was striving for greatness of course, and I felt like going to Gettysburg was one of one of those steps and in and you know actually accomplishing that, that goal that I set in the first place. Um, so with Gettysburg, you know, I felt like I'm going to a, I can go to a prestigious school that is well respected, and also I can get a lot of money. Gatesburg gave me a lot of money. I don't have to pay anything to go to Gatesburg. Yeah, not a dime. So it's like you know, why not? It's, it's pretty much a no brainer, and it's close to home. So yeah,
1: that makes sense. Um, so we started with the idea of like of acceptance and application, um, and you making a decision. And I want to like stick with the idea of acceptance, but ask about like what your acceptance outside of a letter of acceptance has been like into the actual social and academic setting of the school. So I mean, I'm thinking about the uh, academic community, if you want to call that, just like socially and your your sports team. Uh, there's a layer of like the black community and minority community within the social community and your acceptance of that but maybe just kind of walking down the lines like so what is it academically you know when you walk into a class with your teachers and your peers what has acceptance looked like have you felt accepted have you not felt accepted you know what has it been like to be a young black man from Baltimore as a student in Gettysburg in the student experience?
0: So, when it comes to acceptance, I feel like acceptance has multiple layers. Um, there's a layer of real um, acceptance, true acceptance, those, are, those the community or uh, an individual accepts you for who you are and everything that comes with you. And there's a, another layer where it's, you know, um, more of a, a really just a fake acceptance honestly. It's just a, well, I got to deal with you, so I'm just going to accept it for right now until, you know, you turn your back and then I don't, right? Mm-hmm. So I can definitely say that um, there's people at my school. Um, there's times, you know, in my in my school where as um, I have I have um, felt accepted, right? And I felt like those are very important times, but I have to also Admit that there's other times where I haven't. Um, walking into the classroom and not seeing people that look like you, um, walking to the classroom and not seeing a professor that looks like you, that matters. And that does take a toll on a person. Um, I think that representation is one of the most important things in, in society in general, especially as a black man. Um, so, you know, that, that, that plays a, a huge role. But not even just representation, where those you see people that look like you, but also just feeling accepted for who you are. Right. right? Um, I feel like a lot of times when I'm on campus or when I'm around certain you know people or in, in certain events, um, people definitely judge me for the way that I carry myself and 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 think and how I talk and how I do things and just you know just basically honestly judge me just based on the fact that I come from Baltimore you know Baltimore doesn't really have too much of a great rap in <laughs> and, and a predominantly white school but you know that's t- that type of stuff definitely takes a toll on me for sure um, but I think that I think it's one of those things where you just have to persevere through um, not accept right there's a difference between persevering persevering through something mm-hmm. and accepting it right I don't accept it at all but I know that it is a reality. And I know that with that reality, I have to, you know, I have to push on because life doesn't stop. Life doesn't stop just because of my feelings, right? So if I really want real change, I have to continue my education at Gazeburg. I have to deal with these people that don't really like me, um, whether that be just because of my color or where I'm from or my cultural difference from them. Um, I just have to deal with it and I have to persevere and I have to graduate and get a degree so I can make sure that this doesn't happen to any other student, ever, so.
1: Gotcha. And what has the experience, and you might have answered this a little bit, but what has the experience been outside the classroom, socially? <sighs>
0: um, that's, a, that's a good one. And
1: maybe just in case people don't know, like what's the kind of, what does it at least feel like the racial breakdown is? Oh
0: man, so let's put it like this. Um, I'm not sure about the, the actual statistics of diversity on a high campus, but it is not a lot of my, (laughs) but like that, make a long story short, Gettysburg is not known for having diversity, it's not, Gettysburg is absolutely known for being a very predominantly white, predominantly white and rich school, um, and, you know, going into that, going into that atmosphere is, is, is nerve wracking, it is, um, me being on a football team that has literally majority white people, majority people that do not look like me, people that do not come from my background or culture, that don't even like my culture honestly, and don't accept my culture, matters, and it does take a toll, and I do acknowledge that. Um, but like I said, you know, even outside the classroom, when you're walking around campus, right, and you know, you get those looks. You, do. you get those looks. You get those little slight comments. Um, even though it's social media, I mean, we even have a. Uh, I'm not going to say the Instagram, you know, handle. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to put about that. But we have some people from our school who are in, you know, pretty pretty powerful. Well, not powerful positions, but pretty influential positions of, among the community that have some very uh, concerning positions on things. And some concerning comments that are very, very disrespectful and very hurtful. Honestly, mm. um, but that you know that just comes with with the territory. Um, going into a school and not having to pay for it while this other guy has to pay seventy-something thousand dollars, people won't feel some type of way, <laughs> you know. And um, even like when it comes to when it comes to acceptance, right? Let's let's get let's get more into that. Me getting into this school, a lot of people wouldn't even accept the fact that I got into the school with hard-earned grades and, right. you know, actual effort. People think, oh, it's just because, you know, they just want a diversity. Or, oh, uh, I forgot what it's called. Affirmative action. Right. Um, oh, it's or he's just my... good at football. Yeah, or he's just good at football. Or he's just an athlete. Oh, he's, he's just another yeah. black football player. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> nope. Um, nah, so, uh, you know, just... Being a black, a black male, a black student-athlete, that, that definitely puts those type, of, um, those type of labels on you that are, are very, um, very concerning. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, and one of the reasons I ask, I mean, one of the things I think about <clears throat> um, was my experience in college. Mm-hmm. Granted, that was a number of years ago at a predominantly white, very elite institution, and uh, I think very specifically about my big brother in my fraternity, who was a large black man. He happened to be one of the relatively few black men on campus who wasn't an athlete. And we were talking about this before, it felt to me all the time like, A lot of the students like wanted to say what's up to him when they were passing him in the hallway or or walking like across the quad or whatever it was, so that everyone else knew that they knew Jerry. <laughs> because it was a credit to be a white person that knew Jerry. But everyone knew Jerry. But then my my like question and when him and I had some of these discussions it was like it's like, what is your real experience, you know? What is your experience of, like, being that, of tokenism? And then, like, what is your experience of, like, carrying the weight of your culture and having to represent that socially to a bunch of white, like, privileged white kids, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I would definitely say that at times it seems as though is I can't even make a a small mistake. Um, The smallest mistakes can be literally counted on the whole black community at my school. Literally, the whole black community. And I do accept that reality. Um, I think that reality matters. I think that, I think that's also pretty, um, pretty hurtful and pretty harmful to other people who are looking to Getting to a school like Gettysburg, right, and to actually go into a, a university that is not um, representative of the color that they are and the culture that they come from, um, I think that um, at times I do feel like a like like a poster a poster right, child, right, right, you right, know, right, right. like kind yeah. of a poster child, like oh. Look at our diversity Right We have this black kid That we give a whole bunch of money And he's a football player And look how great he's doing And look at this opportunity We gave him, right And, you know It, it kind of reminds me Of those um, Of those commercials About, like, the African children You know, like, oh <laughs> If you give a diamond day It saves an African child Right It, it, it feels like that It does It really feels like that And um, I think that's very unfair Honestly Girl because at the end of the day I'm human at the end of the day I do have a very important uh, cultural difference from the people that attend my school and that does have an effect on how you know how I have my how my relationship with people um, stands you know but again I think it's one of those things you just have to persevere through at least for me right I kinda had no choice but to because of, you know, the money. <laughs> Not gonna
1: lie. Yeah, I mean and that's like a the thing that you've brought up a couple times on is like perseverance versus acceptance, right? Yeah. And it seems to me that you're probably struck with a number of opportunities where you're you have the choice of like persevere, like kinda like put my blinders on, persevere. Or I guess you probably don't have the choice of acceptance now because you see these things or say something and try and educate somebody in a situation where you've been treated wrongly, right?
0: Right, so.
1: And put yourself potentially at risk, but knowing who you are and knowing how you you said before, like you wanna be an instrument for change and make sure someone else doesn't have to go through the experience. So like that person that says something or does something or treats you some sort of way, do you, I don't know, make example of that? Like, do you try and educate that person in the moment, or do you choose to persevere and think bigger? Um, And how do you like? How do you balance that?
0: So this is a scary thing about it, right? Um, A lot of people say that. I mean, that's that's a very known saying that money rules the world, right? Um, That is especially true in education. If You know, there's definitely times in which I want to, you know, set the record straight. Right. I'll say. Um, Keep it real. Yeah, keep it real. Make a long story short. Be very blunt. Tell them straight up what's up. The thing is, sometimes you gotta kind of cut your tongue. I mean, swallow your tongue and you know, kind of not even be honest with the situation and kind of keep your mouth shut because of the fact that you're in this school and you get a whole bunch of money and you know that if you say something they take your scholarship and you know you'll just become another statistic. Right. Right. So it's very it's it's, it's a very dangerous game to play. Um I think I think I mean I can think back to multiple events with administrators um even some of my my teammates, you know, even some of my classmates um, PS on my campus every day I can definitely think back to times where I just want to you know kind of sit them down and be like listen what you said was very disrespectful right straight up very disrespectful and I want to educate you about you know why what you said was disrespectful why it's harmful and why you're wrong right um, and I think if 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 I was able to have that dialogue if I was able to have those conversations a lot of the issues on my campus would not happen, right? Just by just straight up education. because the thing is, a person with a, 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 a sound person would not make disrespectful comments like some people make if they were educated. If they knew. If they knew, if they right. knew better, some people just really don't know better. I, you know sometimes I cannot really expect a kid that has never been in a black community, right, never been in the inner city never had to struggle never never experienced systematic racism never experienced poverty nothing like that to know my you know my story and to you know sympathize with i mean empathize with my story i you know it's kind of hard to expect that they couldn't right it it is
1: not necessarily their fault
0: yeah and it's not and it's not but again i can't even educate them i can't you know i can't even tell them what what's what's the reality of you know what they're saying, right. without saying, you know what, uh, my scholarship might be taken away.
1: They might break your, mm-hmm. uh, instead of breaking your athletic scholarship leg, yeah. they'll break your academic, academic scholarship <laughs> leg, right?
0: Yeah, take all my money.
1: So. Right, and, I mean, and so to me it strikes me as like, while you're taking, while you're there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's persevere, get the paper, yeah. then turn back around, and when there's nothing that they can take from you, yeah, then it's time to educate.
0: Yeah, I mean, but this, but I'm doing the same thing that a lot of civil rights activists did. This Go is on. the same thing. So, if you look at history, there are definitely times in which um, civil rights activists um, who were, you know, pushing for productivity and pushing for end of discrimination and segregation, and I'm talking about different reforms, all type of stuff, where they had to, you know, sit in the corner for a little bit agree with some things they didn't want to agree with. Sure. And then, you know, as soon as they got the power, the the the, the financial backing, the stability, then they said, you know what? Okay, now it's my this my opportunity to turn it up. Yeah. And make the change. So, you know, sometimes you gotta make that sacrifice. Because sure. at the end of the day is um, there's there's like two sides to this, right? I think a lot of times when we have when we have those meltdowns you know where we set it straight you know set the record straight or where we tell somebody about themselves um, it's emotional right sure sometimes it's emotional sometimes it's 100% logical I think every time it's 100% logical honestly but it's sometimes it's emotional. every time. yeah facts sometimes it's emotional and sometimes you gotta put your emotions to the side because you gotta look at the greater good of the of the overall situation, do I want to be, do I want to be this uh, outspoken person at this particular time, where I know, you know, there's a time and place for everything, and this is not the time, nor the place to do it, right, Right. or do I want to wait a little bit, test the waters, you know, get, get a little bit more strength, a little bit more backing, a little bit more support, right. a little bit more stability, and then go for the kill, and you. that's what I'm doing, <laughs>
1: Well, you're how old?
0: 19. You still got time? Oh, yeah, I got plenty of time. (laughs) Inshallah.
1: (laughs) Right, right, right. Um, So I want to ask about a couple more things. And one of them, you know, we were just talking about, like, how you have to act while you're taking the money and while you're still getting the degree, right? Yeah. And uh, we were talking a little bit before about how, I don't know exactly how to ask this question, but it's like, you know, what does it mean and how does it feel to take mm-hmm. money that comes from what is likely an all-white donor base mm-hmm. as a black student yeah. who may or may not have gotten the money from the white people
0: mm-hmm.
1: if you weren't black.
0: Yeah, you're right. <sighs> Man, and that's, and that's, a, that's, a, that's a tricky, uh, the tricky thing about education. Right, it's either it's kind of one of those things where you just gotta put up or shut up. Yeah. Right. Um. I definitely feel uneasy. Yeah. Sometimes, um, having to accept, um, accept financial aid or accept money from what is most likely a a white majority community. Um. It's 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 dangerous because of the fact that money is powerful, right? And this money could literally control my education. They could take this money at any time they want to and I won't be able to attend Gettysburg College. Right. Perfect. And that's dangerous, right? And then on top of that, because of the fact that my education my education at Gettysburg College, you know, is in part because of the fact that I got all this money, um, it kind of controls the education that I get, right? It controls what is given to me. There are certain things, there are certain opportunities that are not given to me because of the fact that I'm a black, uh, a, a black student athlete at the school. Right. They don't, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, we giving you this money, we want you to go to this school, but we don't want you to go to this school because we want you to become powerful, or anything like that. But more of so, we, we want we want the the statistics of diversity to go up, or we want some funding from the we want some funding from the state, <laughs> or we want you know we want these donors to be like, oh well there goes that one black kid you know they they obviously providing opportunities you did this yeah yeah. (laughs) they're they're providing opportunities for all types of minorities and that's not true it's not it's really not um and also there's levels of opportunities so are you are you accepting me in this school right are you giving me this opportunity to go to your school to get educated network get opportunities and become a successful person in society, where those I can make real change, or you just let me come to the school so I can get, you know, possibly get a degree, you know, put me through hell to get it, right, and just get a regular job, or even worse, just have the degree, yeah. just to be a poster child for the school, you know. So all of that, all of that falls pretty, uh, pretty deep. Yeah.
1: That's a tough. I mean, yeah, it's a tough situation. And then I had to think. One other we were thinking about was like, you applied to some historically black colleges, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I did.
1: Did you get money? No. And, yeah. <laughs>
0: so all right, cool. Uh, for example, and I'm happy that you brought this up. So for example, I got I got accepted to Morehouse College, um, actually the school that Martin Luther King um, attended, yeah. one of the best, you know, HBCUs, honestly, in the country. For sure. Um, I didn't get a lot of money. I did not get a lot of money. <laughs> Um, in part because of the fact that the school probably doesn't have a lot of money to give, right? You know, um, it's kind of hard to be fully run on all black money. It's hard. It's hard to do that. I'm gonna tell you why it's hard to do that. We we are we don't have the stability as far as the corporate stability as far as like businesses and things of that nature. Whereas though is the money could keep reoccurring you know and the money is so abundant that we can give it to students whenever right Right. so if there's 300 kids I'm sorry let's say a thousand kids applying to this this school and we only have $500,000 to give we can't give everybody full scholarships and they're kids that that literally deserve the full scholarship but guess what we want as many of these kids we want to so Instead of giving you this full ride, I may have to give you only ten thousand. Or I may have to only give you twenty. So I think I, I think I I think I got like uh, like fifteen or something like that, 15, 20, And I still had about 10, 15 to pay. Right. Where am I getting that from? <laughs> it's hard to get that. Right. You know? And then like I said, there are resources for money, of course, but those resources for money are the same thing as honestly like it's the same process as like getting section eight or welfare. Mm-hmm. You get put on a list right you now you you're behind two three thousand other applicants tens sure. of thousands of applicants at times you know you think you going not get that because guess what everybody else got the same GPA as you same SAT school same same ACT all of that so yeah now it's all up to whoever's giving you the money to just pick you <laughs> right
1: right right yeah. and it's work too
0: yeah it does it right. does work sometimes yeah for sure
1: I'm saying it also and it is work to go oh, through yeah. those processes, yeah, like absolutely. That's time, yeah. A lot of time, effort,
0: a lot of money too. Right. Sometimes that you, you ha- got to pay money just to apply.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah. God forbid you have to drive there at this point.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so we've kind of talked about like your experience mm-hmm. as like the black student athlete as it relates to the white institution and the white students, but I also want to ask like your experience within, while it might be a small population, but. The population uh, the pockets of of the white or sorry the, the minority community yeah. as it exists at your school, and one of the things I want to ask about is like is that network supportive, and as it relates to the other students like you know. Is it feel like you guys are all on equal footing, or like how? What is that relationship like?
0: It's um, it's pretty unique. Honestly, I can I can admit that. Um, In my school, particularly, because I can't really speak for every school, of course, but in my school specifically, um, and the minority community, there's definitely a little bit of a of a of a challenge in place, and also a bit of division, right? So do i feel accepted by the minority community there yes absolutely but i can definitely admit that there is a a a a a majority of the of the minority community at my school that because of the fact that we differ from cultures differ from experiences which is most important um that we have you know some a little bit of a a little bit of a tension you know as, as i would say um for some, you know, for for some black, uh, for for some black kids at my school, I mean black men and women at my school, um, the whole question of blackness comes up, right? right? And in our circle, and a lot of times, you know, and I can admit this because I'm a black man, so <laughs> don't <laughs> don't you cancel me? <laughs> Got to be honest here. Um, sometimes in a black circle, we definitely judge other black people's blackness. What do we judge that based off of? How much struggle you've been through, how tough you are, you know, your, your level of perseverance, even your intelligence. Let you be a super smart black right. kid.
1: That goes the wrong way, right? Right. That goes <laughs>
0: totally wrong. Now people are questioning your blackness. You know, why you know, why are you acting white? That's what that's what's always said. Why are you acting white? No, I'm not acting white, I'm just being a proper black uh, a black man, you know, or black woman. Right, so I think that that's honestly a lot of times that's more harmful than the discrimination that comes from the, the white community at the school. It does because now it's now it's us. Right. Now we're now we're hurting now we're hurting each other.
1: It's internally toxic, right? right?
0: And the more eternal it gets, the closer it gets to you. Right. Right. So you know, um, it's like it's like a it's like a family feud. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think I think that that, that there's love there for sure. There's love there, and uh, I can say for the brothers and sisters that I have at my school, um, I cherish them a lot. Um, I I honestly commend them for their you know willingness to listen to me, their willingness to stick stick with me throughout the hard times I've been through at the at the school, which I've been through a lot of them, mm-hmm. and um, they are definitely appreciated. Um, but we definitely have to address the internal division, the internal disrespect, the internal misunderstandings that we have um, as far as the minority community and what we can do to build those gaps that we have within that small majority. Because it's, it's it's a small community, it's super right. small. So if there's internal conflict, mm-hmm. it's easy to break. it's it's easy it's easy for everybody to just say you know what forget this bond forget this sense of community forget this you know change that we're trying to build forget all of it I'm just ready to do my own thing and that's harmful it's very harmful right you know
1: so it makes it harder for everyone right and that's part of what I wanted to get to maybe as we kind of maybe wrap up a little bit Mm -hmm. is we've talked a lot about like what's been hard what is wrong yeah. to put it you know to be really broad but like what has uplifted you in your experience like what's been super positive um what has uh like yeah uplifted your experience as uh as a student who has made it to a great school
0: yeah um i would say <clears throat> there are definitely some administration at my school that has definitely um provided me with some you know with with a sense of worth at my school, honestly. Um, for example, my academic advisor, uh, shout out to Professor Trio, um, <laughs> but uh, she she she's a very great person. Um, has always been there for me, um, whether it be school, you know, uh, school problems, or even just personal issues. She's always been there for me. Has always supported me, and has always you know been a sense of uh, motivation for me to to, to finish school. Um, you know and then furthermore just the fact that I know that I have a goal right I have a goal I have a goal that that is set that I have to persevere through all the challenges that I face now to get to right and I know that my goal is to get a diploma to get a good job to you know to uplift my community to use the networking and the opportunities that I have you know gained from Gettysburg College to further not only my career in my life, but also the, the careers and lives of other people, you know, especially underprivileged people. With that, um, so that's my dream, and that's what that's what kind of keeps me going. I have a family to feed, so I can't I can't just you know settle for less. I can't just stop, you know. People are dependent on me, so that's what kind of you know keeps me going. Honestly,
1: understandable. Um, with that. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on? I think the uh this the topic of the diaspora wars and the the internal conflict within the minority community is a a topic for its own podcast um that we won't we wouldn't finish here today. Yeah, sure. So we'll we'll kick that to another episode. But was there anything else you wanted to to touch on that we didn't hit yet?
0: Um yeah, I mean Honestly, for, for anybody out there that's listening, that is um, uh, athletes, um, musicians, whatever, you know, just regular students even, you know, um, don't ever let what school you go to um, define who you are or define the opportunities that you reach for, right? I don't care if you go to a, 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 a juvenile detention school or something like that, a jail school as they say, apply to Harvard do it you know you might as well what do you have to lose right and i think that a lot of times we do miss opportunities and in my community uh we do miss opportunities sometimes because we don't shoot for the stars and it's hard to shoot for the stars when you know the people who are at that star (laughs) kind of tell you that you're not worthy enough to be with them Right. right or you're not qualified to do it you know um even in, my, even in my experience, and I feel like this is an experience of a lot of people, um, even to this day. Even in my experience, I didn't get into schools that I know I deserve to get into. Right. I know I had the grades. I know I had all the accolades. I had m- more than what they wanted, you know, but I didn't get into that. And that just comes with the game. I took it on the chin I kept moving, you know. So I'm not going to let three uh, non-acceptances, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, three... Um, yeah, non-acceptances um, take me away from wanting the other thirty-three. The other thirty-three acceptances, I, you know, <laughs> the three, the three schools that didn't um, that didn't accept me. They took a loss. That's how I feel about it, and that's how you should feel about it. That they took a loss. I
1: hear that. It's
0: their loss. You know, I'm. I know who I am. I know my abilities. I know my. Um, I know my mind. I know the. The. The plans that I have, and I know the work that I put in. I know the effort that I put in, the dedication that I have, the, the work that I've always been been doing for my community. And, you know, the work that I look forward to doing in, the, in in the future. And if a school doesn't want to be a part of that, that's fine. Find another one. Perfectly fine. There's millions of schools out there. Do your thing. You know. So shoot for the stars. Um, don't let anybody stop you from doing that. Don't let any circumstance stop you from doing that because honestly, um, with hard work, dedication, and just outright grit, you know, and, and, and a heart, you can get in any school you want to. And you can get any opportunity that you want to. You just got to work for it. That's it.
1: True. And with that, um, as we always do, I'll just share a gratitude, not exactly a circle with That's two people, <laughs> but uh, I. I'm just grateful for the chance to listen um, and to continue from to learn from you. Um, yeah.
0: Much appreciated. Um, i say my gratitude is honestly just to, you know, I'm grateful for having the opportunity to have dialogue and to talk about a lot of topics that people are scared to talk about um, in society today. Um, I think that if we continue these dialogues and continue to have these discussions, um, we will strengthen the minds of a lot of people who otherwise would not have the knowledge about these things. Um, so I'm, I'm grateful for having that, that opportunity. I'm grateful for you know letting me, I mean, letting you <laughs> give me this platform, you know, so I can you know, speak my mind.
1: For sure. And if anyone out there listening wants to get in touch with myself or with Zion, we're here at Mission Fit, 2720 Assistant uh, Street. And you can email us at strength at um, and we'll get you in touch. So thanks all. Appreciate you. Stay strong.